0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day.
1: Well, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here, Nick and Bob. How are you doing, Nick? Bob,
0: I'm doing all right, my man. Uh, yeah, life is good. How about you?
1: Yeah, life is. Let's do the transition to full time now. Um... But it, it's been, I think, two weeks since you've taken those. Yes, you haven't got your score back, right? Or, or you didn't know. You don't know if you passed yet. Oh, know. They
0: don't let us you know until like June. So, um, depending on when you guys are listening to this podcast, it's usually like at least four months or so um, before we find out. So I'm I'm in no rush with that at all.
1: Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, how you been? Just, did you start the? Well, are you just getting fun, deeper fun, fun, in the fellowship now?
0: Tell me more about you going to full-time right now, and we'll, we'll definitely get to that stuff in
1: a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tr- I, tr- I, give, I gave in my notice um, at this other place I was working part-time, uh, and for those of you that are just wondering, like, why did I choose to go to part-time, full-time, um, I felt like it was the best move just to gain more experience and, and uh, save a bit of money. <laughs> Because the ultimate goal at the end of the day is is to uh, start my own clinic, um, and I feel like within the Red Sea, and then if I wanted to get uh, and do a diploma program for the McKenzie Method, I feel like it's best if I just put that on hold for now, and also there's all these other things that I messed up in terms of forming the, the business um, that I'm forming. So, so I needed a, a PC or a PLSC in the state of New York. Um, so I was like, okay, in the meanwhile, I'll just get some money, make some money in and as a full time clinician somewhere else.
0: Yep, and, that, and that's what you still do the residency, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, cool. so yeah, it, it was, I don't know if you ever give a notice to any job, at, uh, but it was, it was an experience for sure. I mean, this happened a few weeks ago. Um,
0: okay. Good. Yeah. Tell me, tell me more about what you mean by that. I mean, well, I, well, I, I, have, I have before. Um, but, Yeah. Anyway, tell me more.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's like breaking up with somebody. You know, it's uh, you, you just go you just go to them and then you just throw it on them. <laughs> and uh, either they can take it really well, or
0: it's like breaking up with them, but being like, oh, by the way, um, yeah, let's like keep our benefits for another two weeks, but then we're actually gonna break up after that. So it's kind of it's like two yeah. years long, you know, prolonged thing where it's like by but like I'll still be in tomorrow
1: yep 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 um no that that was like like I had jobs before that I just quit and left because like I had to leave based on circumstances not ever due to choice so for example I was a personal trainer at uh a college we didn't really have to give a notice we just kind of left because well I, mean, while like, I graduated
0: right you right. graduate and then it's like well yep, yeah, that's it man
1: yeah, you don't have to talk to anybody and be like goodbye. Um you just you just kind of leave. Um but but that was my uh, it was it was super I guess awkward the <laughs> next few weeks. It's basically like what you said. But um yeah, I I I'm happy that that's over and now I am transitioning to this other place. Um, this other place is a lot more this full time place is a lot more um lax in terms of I get to choose my hours and I get to, uh, I guess, really, I guess, do what I kind of want to do, um, which is good, which is I guess both a good and a bad thing. Um, it's good as in it allows me to do what I want and then have fun while, while treating. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, okay, when I decide to leave, will I want to leave two years down the line kind of thing, a year or two years down the line. But, and
0: wait, wait, Bob, just break it down for me. How is that a bad thing?
1: Well, it's like I want to do like I, I, the, the purpose of starting my own clinic is to be able to to treat the way I want to treat. Um but if I can I don't know like for example find a place where that that's already there there's not that much I guess. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem as as enticing like a, the, like weaving seems much less enticing.
0: Does mm-hmm. that make sense? It, it does. So I mean, it sounds like this is the opportunity of a reflective time for you to really evaluate. You know, it's, if we go with your relationship analogy, it's pretty easy to leave a, leave a tough relationship, a toxic relationship, or something like that. Hey, this thing it's, it's, just it isn't working out for us, you know? Um, but when it's, when it's good and there's another great opportunity out there, um, you know, some people have a bad tooth in their mouth or that kind of thing, but... I don't know. I don't, sometimes I don't think you should feel guilty for settling. You know, if it's something where it's like, Hey, this really is the next step above. Um, does it have to be horrible for you to leave it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're right. That's something I have to consider and think about more and more. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I've the past few weeks, the hours are, are pretty good. Um, in terms of what I'm working, when I'm working, um, but yeah, it's, it's usually a little bit far. That's the only thing. I yeah,
0: have. That, that, that's awesome, Bob. And you know, I can easily see it's something where it's like a year and a half to two years.
1: year and a half from now, we'll be having this conversation of what the actual (laughs) plan is. Um, So (laughs) that's a precursor to uh, 2022 in July or something.
0: There we go, man.
1: But yeah, one thing I did want to ask you, Nick, I guess I was, before our podcast, I tried to think about what's a good subject um, to talk about on the podcast. And, And one thing that I realized as I was brainstorming for, for myself and reflecting on my goals and, and things like that before this, and then brainstorming, was like, how much we're playing for the long game in terms of being as a physical therapist for 20, 30, 40 years. Um, I guess where my mindset was, especially in the beginning of the year, was like, oh, I got to do this really quickly. Like, I got to go, 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 um, or else it'll be over
0: or, or else like my career will end. Um, or like, like if, I, if I don't hit this, it's like some weird video game with a time on it, right? Where if I don't hit this milestone, if I don't reach this level by this expiring time, or like the bomb's going to go off and I can't see my career.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but that, that, that's not the case at all. Right. I, I can choose to be in this career for, for 20, 30, 40 years and just still keep on going. Um, and then that timeline or deadline that I set for myself, one, is it, it just, I guess, was very short-term and just reflecting back over the past year, just realizing I'm playing for the long game. But but my question to you, Nick, is, and we, we, I, I guess we both have some thoughts, um, when I see, when I work with other PTs, I don't really see therapists that, that's been working 20-plus years, at least in the clinics that I've been. Um,
0: what has your experience been? So, so tell me more what you mean by that. You said you don't need VTs that are going to be working 20 plus years? Well,
1: in the clinics that I've been in. So like the clinical internships and, and the clinics that I've been working in, uh, that I have been working in in the past uh, year kind of thing. So
0: um, let me clarify that, Bob. Is that that the clinicians that you've interacted with, like they've been fairly young, they haven't had some the youth experience, or is that? that, uh, you know, people that you have been around as clinicians, you can't imagine them staying with this profession for that long, maybe because it's a burnout or maybe because it's some other factor that's involved.
1: I, I mean, more so the first one, but a little bit of both.
0: Um, okay. Like, I
1: haven't seen a lot of old people, <laughs> like, with <classics laughs> a lot of old people, um, if that's the right word. Um, I'm sure your environment's a little bit different because you're actually in uh, in-person residency, or you were in person residency now in a fellowship program. Um, but but let me know your thoughts, because many of the my coworkers at my previous location and many of my coworkers now are two or three years out of school, max. And yeah. it's a pretty, like, big company. And the majority of them are two or three years out, max.
0: Yeah. Um, if, if we look at my, before I start getting this philosophy here I'll just talk about my own personal experience everybody I, I interact with um, so I work at two places Bob, as you know um, one is a more of a sports outpatient ortho clinic the other one is an outpatient ortho hospital based residency fellowship program and so with my sports clinic the look a little different, like we've got some people who they, they don't work in the clan with patients, right? We've got a couple of people who are truly just, like, hey, maybe that they own, one of them, like, they own their own crank outside of Pfizer, um, but they come in just to mentor the residents and fellows, like, two days a week, and that's their role as the a clinician at that standpoint, and they treat and they operate their own other business. Um, and so we've got other people that play different roles, right, you know, if they're been in the clinic 25 years, they're working on some of the administrative side, in addition to having, like, average and 30 people, people are doing that. It kind of evolves more differently. But, you know, I think a lot of it, too, is about not just the number of years, of course, but the quality that you put into those years. So, I mean, we've got people who have you know, practicing as a PC for, you know, maybe all eight or, like, five or
1: My question is,
0: um,
1: like, why is that?
0: Why aren't there more PTs? Well, right. so we start out, right? We have these graduates in the physical therapy program. They work a number of years, and then it's like, do they all just like die along the way or something? Whether they like this crazy, <laughs> life, like, stuff like make it out without a pulse or something? Like, why are PTs so gone to death? <laughs> well, like, like
1: I guess my question is to you, Nick. Do you think you'll still be in the main force practicing 30 something years from now, like treating patients or will, will you also, I guess, transition to, I guess, more an educator role or an ad- administrator role or, or something like that?
0: You know, that's a, that's a really good question, Bob. Um, and I, I see it in both ways. I see myself, I don't think, you know, 30 years from now, I don't think I'm going to be just treating patients. Right. I think, even fifteen years from now, I won't be just treating patients um I definitely want to have a very strong um influence on the patients I help and everything, but I also know that for me it needs to be more than that it needs to be bringing up other residents along the way um being some kind of educational role, making our profession better and that kind of way and so, as I think about that right, it's uh
1: yeah, sorry for the background
0: noise. But, uh, uh, I guess I guess the cops are coming to me. I should probably stop talking. <laughs> but anyway, um,
1: I, I think it's more of a fire truck. There's a
0: fire somewhere. <laughs> okay, there you go. So yeah, for myself, you know, I, I absolutely see that. You know, I remember talking to uh actually somebody else somebody else we know um from Union Medical Center, and they're saying like, oh yeah, don't worry, don't don't rush things. Like you know you you've got a whole thirty years ahead of you and you just or like I think they said yeah, you got a whole like twenty five years ahead of you and I I remember like stopping, I'm like, Only twenty five years? That's pretty damn sad. What's up with that? Um it's like it it was for me, it was always like a given. Like I know a lot of people I've talked to where it's like, you know, I'm gonna do this for a while, kinda of branch off to more of a business thing with this or a like different role with it but um you know, Bob I think for me this physical therapy thing, you know, it's one avenue to express my calling but it really is like a true calling to help people deal with that to make a bigger impact on the profession. And I, for me, it's much more of a vocation than just a job or a role or a set of training skills that I have. Um, so I absolutely see myself in that for the long haul.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess we're we're going to go a little bit more philosophical here for a bit, but I guess the also interesting question is how many people leave the profession instead of transitioning do another role, for example, right. they just get burned out, and they're four or five years in, and then they go to accounting, or they go to um, sales, or something like that. So, so, so that's, I, I, I think know, that's...
0: A, I, I've i heard of it the other way, right, where it's like you have people who are in accounting or sales, and not many you one of the rarities, and then they decide, hey, let's go to physical therapy school to get a big change up here, and to kind of change my career. I've had people who have been training athletes one-on-one the path that they've gotten in physical therapy school is to, to do to have like broader scope of practice. Um but I do think probably more people leave and you know maybe part of that is with the financial influence, right? Where we're not reimbursed but we should be. Um uh, you know the income to <laughs> that ratio is is a factor. Um that so I think that we maybe didn't do a great job of educating ourselves on got the, the profession. And you know it's you're talking all this stuff about business stuff, Bob, and that's even, this isn't like knock you whatsoever. You've done amazing. That's even without actually opening your own business. Um, so it takes a lot of effort to be able to go through that process. You've reached more of that freedom for yourself and um, some people have it easier than others. But not everybody is in a
1: seen it from both ways of people coming in and changing professions or, or and people leaving the profession um, just because one because of that but also feel like they're not really making a difference um, just from like I guess podcasts uh, that I've been listening to or people that I've been listening to um, but yeah it's, it's just an interesting topic uh, for, for um, myself
0: I, you know, Bob, I was so, talking to one of my friends yesterday just about we're um, talking about you know working at Kaiser and working for a system where you know yeah, is it perfect? No, but I can I can feel good about the ethical nature of it where we're not a system that's actually reimbursed for more surgery. We're actually incentivized to um, do less procedures in a way um, with the way that they're reimbursed. So I can feel good where it's like, hey, surgeons are trying to make extra spill in their pocket by doing that next surgery for whatever, but also patients are getting the procedures that they need to You know, how things were in my private clinic and I I felt good being able to say that, you know, they really or something like that because I really wanted to have that ability to choose not the one for the most money because I certainly didn't choose that one um, but the one that gave me the most freedom and what I wanted to do
1: yeah and I think that also goes into like you feeling like you can make an impact on the patient and feeling good at the end of the day right? Um, rather
0: than feeling like icky
1: um, at the end of the day, I feel like, oh, it's just another day at work.
0: Um, right. And, you know, it, it's one thing to be tired and exhausted because it's like, oh, I could have benefited from another hour. Of sleep. I believe I could have. Um, you know, it was, like, it was like a long day in the clinic. There was a lot of, like, thinking, a lot of thought process going on. Um, you know, I have other stuff in life going on, right? But it, it's a totally different thing to be like, damn, I could have helped that patient more, and the reason I, I didn't it's because of the system I'm in, and thankfully, um, I have rarely, rarely, rarely ever felt that, which I'm very grateful for. Huh,
1: that's an interesting, that's an interesting thought. Um, I never, yeah, I never thought of it like that. Like, oh, I couldn't help you more because of the system that I'm in. Um, huh, and, and and I get where you're where you're coming from for like clinics that um have four patients an hour. That those are those are harder to, to have better thought processes or those clinics that um I guess very strongly encourage you to to just bill a certain amount and to do a certain amount. Um but but I, I get that. That that's very uh that's a very interesting way to think of it. Uh, but at the same time it's very thought provoking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What were you going to say about more RP?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say like like for myself, I was going to uh, like in terms of how many years I want to be a clinician or how many years I, I feel like I'm gonna be a clinician. Um, like I've been I've been thinking it for the long haul, and personally, I found something I really enjoyed doing, which is which is the like uh, using the MDT system, the McKenzie method to, to treat patients, and I feel like I'm gonna be doing that for a while, if not ten, twenty years of just perfecting that and then doing more of that um, because I think it's just really fun. Like if, personally, if I could find something that's very fun and it helps me, it gives me a stable income and I can grow in it. I think that's where I'm going to be. Um, I guess that doesn't even have to be the MDP system. It could be any system, but
0: Anything. that's where I've jumping from. You know, Bob, when I hear you, and kind of what I hear that going in my own mind is sometimes life is as simple as let's keep the joy going, right? It's like, hey, what can I do to spread joy for myself, my own life, my own vitality, and spread the joy for those who are around me and everything. And, you know, it sounds like you're doing just that and you're finding that for yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, Nick, do you want to touch upon a little accountability?
0: Yeah, that sounds good, my friend. Um, so I'll be – let me think about for myself here. Um, you know, I'm off the OCS, getting into fellowship and everything. Kind um, of thinking about what would be most tangible and attainable. Um, we, we've got a big list of articles and resources to read and everything. So I think for me, just get in there, start in that process. Um, yeah, just starting to dive deeper on that.
1: Let me ask you something, Nick. I know like a big part of this this podcast is is mindset. Um, but as as we're both becoming like fleshed out cl- clinicians, of do you want to a work in progress. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or products do you want to like do anything like clinical in terms of um, bringing an article to the table and, and discussing it on the podcast this is all this is all off the books right now I mean anybody's listening can hear this but
0: um, uh, anybody who's listening right like 97% of our podcast is off the books which is why, part of why I love it um, yeah Bob I think that could be good in some future episodes or even less than the article itself right because we want to have these things that um applied to a large amount of our audience out there. So I think even if it's a topic, right? Whether it's a certain aspect of physical therapy or a certain type of treatment, a certain type of diagnosis, a certain type of even right like a even what I would like to get into more is like what's say more clinical reasoning perspective take. Um maybe in reference to a couple articles or something, something that's a little bit more thought provoking as well that we could tap into.
1: Yes, yeah, so something thought provoking. Um, I guess not so much like, oh, does does this test uh, work for this yes. muscle group or something like that. But okay. but yeah, so something thought provoking that we can both read and then we'll just talk about in this podcast and then we'll tie it into like mindset and physical therapy and, and the whole shabam. But we'll we'll uh, talk about it as, as just time progresses, I guess. But I your accountability, plan. your accountability. You're gonna check out some articles. So last yep. week or two weeks ago, I had talked about uh, recording a podcast, continuing that. So I've recorded a podcast, um, posted that on my side. Um, I read it, I finished reading the textbook that I wanted to read, which is like a, like a pain science textbook that coincides with the McKenzie method. So read that, um, t- finished both of this. So my accountability is checked. Um, for, for next week, personally, I, I'm, Not exactly sure what I want. Um, I can say read more books or read another like chapter of a book.
0: You know, Bob, sometimes it's interesting. Whereas I hear you and I've heard different things at different stages of my own life, my journey. Sometimes, right, it's that we do all this pushing, pushing, pushing. And I like that we have the accountability for that to hold it so tangible. But sometimes more isn't always better in the moment. Sometimes there have been times where it's like, hey, reflect on this or, you know, just around your normal day, just ponder this one thought once in a while. Um, or maybe it's, you know, you spending a certain amount of time thinking about what am I doing for myself short term versus long term my physical therapy profession? Um, so things like that can be just as tangible too.
1: I like that. Um, since, since I'm ramping up for full time, I think at least finding an hour in the week before our next call to reflect, like, like you said, um, that way I don't lose that, especially. Now, now
0: yeah, I like that. Because there's a lot of things, right, in communication that gets lost in translation. If I say something that I think I'm trying to communicate, I actually say something different. You hear what I said, but you actually translate it something different. I want you to okay. say in your own words what you're going to be accountable for, just so that we're kind of on the same page here.
1: Yeah, so, so uh, within the, the next time we talk, Uh, either a week or two weeks from now, depending on when when we can. Um, I'm going to block out an hour, sit down for an hour, open my Google Docs, and review my goals, what my next action steps are, because it's been pivoting for for the past year and the past month and a half, like my my goals, what my action plan for the year was. So I'm going to reflect on that and see if there's anything I can tweak better um, if anything, I can do, I feel like I can move further in progress just so I have a better accountability goal for the following week. So so that's my plan. The so next, next time I come, I'll have a good accountability goal for myself, but this week is, is planning for that.
0: I like that, right? Planning for the larger goal so you can break it up appropriately. Yep. I All like right, it. Head. Head. All right. Well, take fine. care. Have a great week. Get after it, my man.
1: Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.